Hi, this is Robert, one half of the 12 Pound Podcast. Welcome to the show. As a quick reminder, we discuss life's changes and how we hope to help you face them through shared stories and experiences. Uh, Before we get started, I wanted to introduce our audience to my wonderful co-host, Mom. Hey, Bobby. Hi, Robert. How are we doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, honey? I'm doing great. You got me some Wawa pinwheels. I did. Turkey and cheddar pinwheels, wrap bread with turkey breast, and honey mustard, honey mustard dressing. It's a little ad for Wawa. It's uh, Wawa. I, Ma, Wawa, I adore you. You're, <laughs> yeah, everything, you're everything I want in a grocery store. Thank yeah. you so much. You're very welcome. We're not sponsored by Wawa, but we care about them. We care about you, Wawa. You're a good sponsor. They're a good friend to us. Yeah. Wawa's have been good friends to the, the community for a long time. Wawa's ridiculously amazing, isn't it? It's just really, phew. I know, it's so good. Hmm. I'm probably going to snack on this pinwheel during this recording, so I'll try to mute it when You're I'm trying eating. to Try not to, like, <laughs> chomp into the mic. Chomp into it. I'm just going to be staring at it longingly. Not a good idea. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm gonna, no. just going to drink some water. <laughs> but I'm happy to be back. This is our third episode. We, um, yeah, we're back. We, we've, we've come back. We've reinvented ourselves. You are now a pickleball person. M- person. I'm an, alli- I'm an alliteration. Uh, you're a, you're a PBP. That's a big alliteration. It is. Is it alliteration if you have three? I think is if it you're still a, an alliteration. Like a pickleball person is an alliteration. Is a private pickleball person, or whatever you want to use for another P, is that still an alliteration, or is it a, called a super alliteration? I don't. I don't know if it's a. a These are s- things I worry about, Robert. Sweet birds sing, so Sweet. that would be it's uh, the same letter or sound. No, you got to be in there, goofball. It's just, just close. Sweet birds sing, S and S. Yeah, but S B S. S B S. This sounds like BS. <laughs> you sound like No, BS. I'm talking about no, it I know. Would be I don't, I don't sweet, know. salty no, sweet no, it would be baby birds. I don't think it matters then like picker pick what is it? Uh, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickle. Yeah, is that a yeah. alliteration? That's an alliteration, yeah. Yeah, that's We're going with that, folks. Sally Sally sells she, seashells by the seashore. Say that three times fast, right? As a kid. Alliteration. Yeah, you sound illiterate right now. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> you just did that. I have a mouthful. I know you did. That's why I did. That was not nice. I was waiting for the strike. Yeah, I know. Like a cobra. <laughs> My sense of humor. Oh, uh, um, some... yeah. It's uh. Well, we we we're on a we're on a roll. I love this third episode. Feeling good. Mm-hmm. Horns are going. We uh we were talking about uh, coming back, which we've done successfully. I'm so happy about that. And reinventing yourself, what the difference is. Uh, we talked about pickleball, but what we touched on during that episode, which I, I couldn't stop thinking about since that uh, since that recording many moons ago, was you said something quickly uh, that it's not easy to make friends, uh, especially at your age. Um, I'm not going to tell the audience how old you are exactly, but just trust me, she's old. Oh God! And uh, and with that, with <laughs> that, sorry, with that aging person in front of me, mm-hmm. I want to tell why it's hard to, uh, and it's got nothing to do with the fact that she's stubborn, rarely leaves the house, and doesn't like to spend oh, money. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> shut up! Rarely leaves the house. It's so full of shit. I am. You're getting actually. You're getting out a lot now because you are. You're a pickleball person. It's it's official. So why is it? But you you said something which really resonated. Really, I could kill you because it resonated with me as a 45 year old man, a guy. Is that uh, it's not easy to make friends, especially as you get older. So how did how what what was it about pickleball that made it easier? 
pickleball. This is very social sport. Okay, and that's our episode, folks. That's Thanks it. so much. Thank you so much. Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> we could, we're having a seminar on this. It'll be $1,700 a person. It's about three minutes. <laughs> and let me tell you, you'll get more out of that. Tony Robbins, forget him. Pickleball. That's your answer. So. That's pretty good. I hope you liked it. Yeah. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. That's it. So, okay. So it was pickleball. Well, but we talked a little bit about pickleball, but were you able to make, you must've been able to make a friend before that. No. Oh, <laughs> this is gone. I don't know where this is gone, but I got to. Okay. Okay. I actually have not had that trouble in my life making friends, but it does change um, in different stages of your life. No question about that. There is no question about that. At least speaking, remind, I have to remind people that I'm, always speaking for myself. Um, I do not speak for other people. So, you know, a lot of people are going to relate to this and some people are just not going to. I um, have been blessed in my life to have a best friend for probably close to 50 years. And that's awesome. Does everyone have that? No, no. Do a lot of people have it? Yeah. And they've, maybe they've got more than one. Um, some people, their best friend is, is with a member of their family. And some people, they don't even relate to their family. So their friendships are all outside of family, you know, outside influences. But yeah, um, you know, you have friends for different reasons. You know, I'm thinking about let's start with when you're like a kid, you know, um, when you're a kid making friends goes back. All of these things, It's I love how they all tie together. You know, everything we talk about, the threads you know, just connect one story with another story with another topic, you know, joining, you know, when you're a kid, we, we said, can I play with you? Can I play with you? And then you have a group of kids and most likely somebody in that group is going to kind of feel, think the same way you do or want to do the same things you want to do. Um, you know, they, they also like the boardwalk. You know, they, you have things in common. So things get, you know, and you're not really as picky when you're a little kid too. Like you just want to play. So anybody that's out there playing, right? Unless you're a bookworm, then you're looking for somebody that has kind of more of a loner type looking for somebody you can talk to mm -hmm. about books or about mm -hmm. what you've read or that type of thing. So, you know, being a kid, having friends, kids have a lot of friends. Oh, well, on Facebook, they have thousands of friends. Yeah, hundreds <laughs> Isn't that funny? Isn't that really weird? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All you people that have all kinds of Facebook friends. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, I think when they- It's the wrong word, it, people. Yeah, it's it's relationships, links. Yeah, links, you links, um, you know. Connections. Um, yeah. That's what they call, it. Uh, you know, I don't know, all these social media yes, platforms. Yes, we're not way, but, talking about but Facebook friends. But I'm with you, friends. like, the, yeah, the friends that- um, they may or may not know your phone number. No one, I don't think anyone knows anybody's phone number anymore. anymore. Mm -mm. But, you know, they, they're the people you can call, you know, when something really happens. And yeah, but I, I think it's, um, I think you're right. I think it, it happens at different times and f you make friends in different circumstances at different ages. Uh, and I think it's hard to, to keep friends for, for the, all those years, right? How do you keep a friend for 50 years? You know, what do you... You, know, you didn't always live down the street from each other. You didn't always, uh, you know, you weren't always on the same paths. Yeah. So how do you how do you keep a friendship like that for so? Well, long? I guess I can speak from a, from experience because you know being older, which you've just rubbed, you know, pretty pretty big time in my face. This well, it's morning. all over your face. Yeah, right. 
of yeah you you share you laugh at the same things you the stories never get old you share so many memories so when you get all like they they knew your parents they knew all of this nothing is you know and you take that with you you know into your 50s and 60s and now into my 70s and it's wonderful yeah. You know, it's wonderful to have that because when you meet new friends, which you do, and if you get really lucky at my age, which I think I w have been, to have met um, another really, really good friend. And I'm in the process of meeting really good friends. And we can talk about that in a minute, like different friends for different kind of different reasons or, you know, as to... Friends for different occasions. Different occasions. Uh, and then some of those friends become even closer. So instead of just being a friend that you go to book club with, you know, that friend also becomes somebody now I've had over for dinner. Mm -hmm. That would be if I cooked. Yeah. That would be if I went in the kitchen. Maybe I should think about that. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, maybe I should think about that. But yeah, so you've got that long long-term friend, that's a wonderful thing to have. And then you have friends, which we just said, you were saying for different occasions or for, but it gets harder. It gets harder to make friends because of all kinds of different circumstances. People move, people mm -hmm. get occupied with other things. At my age, a big thing people get occupied with is their grandchildren or their families aren't in the same location anymore. And those families now have grandchildren. Yeah. And, you know, I lived in New Jersey. You live in Maine. You live here. So people move. So that long-term, do you still remain friends? You, you do. But for it to be that friendship that you're still going to talk all the time, sometimes it just, just, it doesn't, you're still friends. It's not a question of caring about the person, but the, the uh, time spent talking to each other or you know, gets less and less. Um, yeah, and sometimes it's it's being able to pick up right where you left off, mm -hmm, which is a big great. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to stop. Uh, it's 12 o'clock. Do you think she's going to want something? Do we want to? She wants your food. You just want the food, huh? Okay, I'll just pet her. That's a little dog interruption. I don't think we need to edit that out. No, she's just looking at his pinwheel. <laughs> <laughs> longingly. It is longingly, yeah. Longingly. No, I think you're right, though. You know, things do change for people. And then having to pick up, that's to me... Uh, I, I mean, I'm not to overcomplicate it, but my closest friendships are those friendships where if I haven't seen someone in a year or five years or 10 years, I just, we just pick up right where we left off. And the reason we can do that, I think is exactly as you said, for, for me as a, as a guy, it's, you know, shared experiences, growing up in the same town, yeah. going Knowing to the same, the same people. Uh, not just that, I mean, even if you don't know their parents that well, you know that their parent went to high school with your parent. You know, that, that was, um, I don't know Josh Biondi's mom that well, but, you know, I've seen her yearbook picture, you know, because of you and Uncle Scott, you know, and Josh isn't somebody I've seen for a year, but, uh, you know, there was a, a funny, talk about Facebook, there was a funny Facebook post about how Josh was coming back to Wildwood Crest and he was going to be in a, a running race with one of his old friends, uh, a guy named Joe uh, Zemicelli. And... You know, it was, a, it was a call to action. You know, if you're in town, come watch this ridiculous race of these two 45-year-old men, you know, in a sprint to see who's faster. <laughs> and, uh, and if, you know, who was there? Me and, you know, my other really good friend, Mike Zorfis. And, yeah, we we're cheering it on. Did a little Facebook Live. It was a lot of fun. But, you know, we were all 
we all picked up right where we left off. And, and truth be told, I, I didn't know Joe that well, but he's from the area. So you had that bond too, and that yeah. happened pretty quickly. And then, you know, the other friendships I have, you know, through college, there's that group. But a lot of it, you know, kind of getting to the premise of this show, a lot of it is shared experience. You know, what, what experience did you share with them that you've been able to carry forward? So, you know, when you, for example, uh, get to college for the first time, those first few weeks, those first people you met at college, I've met a lot of people who that, those are their closest friends. I just spent a week with my closest friend from college. He was only at the University of Vermont for one year. Uh, his name's Brant. He's from Boulder, Colorado. But I see him every time I go to Colorado. You know, I, he comes and sees me. I go and see him. I see his kids. I, you know, I know his wife, Caitlin. But we didn't have a lot of time together, but it was a very meaningful time because we were both scared. You know, we were both going through a lot. Yeah. You know, you're, you're transitioning, but we, but we have that shared experience. And even my professional friends, friends that have come out of a professional environment, were from times in my career that were the most difficult, the most unstable, you know, the most challenging. I joke around a lot. I, I, I worked at Goldman Sachs for a heartbeat, but it happened to be during the financial crisis in 2008, 2009, which was a, you know, a wildly turbulent time. But the people I'm closest with in the industry and that I still remain friends with were that core group of people from that time. I speak to them all the time. And, you know, I feel lucky. It wasn't easy at the time then, but now we can look back on that and realize that we're, you know, we all did that together. Yeah, that was the foundation of that friendship. We supported each other right. during that time. You know, we had each other's backs, all of those things because we were all in it together. Yeah. And, and I think that's a lot of it. And then as you get older, you know, keeping those friends, that's the hard part. You know, it's hard, it's hard to stop whatever you're doing and say, I'm going to give Seth a call or I'm going to give Doug a call. Life, life happens. Life gets yeah. in the way. Text makes it easier. Yeah. You know, I, I do that a lot. I, I usually drop a text and say, you know, you know, if you're still, you know, better looking than me, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, you know, just to like, you know, just to stay connected. But it, it's, it's a lot of hard. It's, it's, it's a lot of hard. It's, there is a lot of it's hard a in lot there. Of, yeah. There's a lot of hard. There's a lot of hard in friendship, you know, and it's not always perfect too. Sometimes, uh, you know, you can lose a friend. But, you know, I think a lot of times those old, those old friendships do come back. Yeah, I think so as well. And some of them just never go away. So <clears throat> what's that song? How can I miss you if you won't go away? <laughs> yeah. Um, I... I think that of some of the friends that you were talking about, like just sort of childhood friends, it, there's something about your childhood that you will just always share, um, no matter how old you get. You know, you go to a 50-year class reunion. Of course, I have to say there weren't too many people that that showed up, but the people that do, you're just like, um, you know, you you see each other a little bit is just like little kids. I mean, we, you spent a long time with them, you know, pre-first through eighth grade and then four years in high school. Um, that's a long time. That's like 12 years of your life with this sort of little insulated and isolated group that you may not have been close to, but you can name everybody, you know, in that group. And um, now do you carry... Any of the some people do absolutely um, have these childhood childhood friends for life. I can't think of 
anybody, although I consider them when I see them, it's so good to see them. Or when I comment on Facebook or I, I just feel like I have stories with them. Um, but have we seen each other in 50 years? No, no. And that's like really amazing. Yeah, I think it's also amazing too. If you ever talk to a friend about those stories, ask them to retell the story that you think you know so well. <laughs> right. I just did that. I, I asked, again, I was with Brant. Uh, so one of my oldest friends from college, we were out in Colorado. He came out to visit uh, with his sons. And we were talking about the first time I went to Colorado. I, I tell this story a lot that, you know, first time I visited Colorado was because I met these kids from Boulder and, you know, I was invited out. So I fly out there and my memories of it are fuzzy, you know, and not just because of parties and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, I remember I, uh, I, I, I scratched my eye, so I had to go to urgent care in the middle of the night. Or, you know, we went to Boulder Creek and we tubed down the river and we went to a fun restaurant. You know, it was a hot dog stand called Colonel Mustard's Last Stand. I remember these things. I asked Brant, what did he remember about it? And he starts laughing. And he goes, I remember I was so embarrassed. The first night you, you were going to stay over and we were going to get in late because we were going, we were going to see a concert. And when we got home, there was a note in the door for me, not for Brent, but for me, that if I had trouble finding my room just to follow the yarn. So I was like, I, and I didn't remember it, but Brant had reminded me that his mom had tied one piece of yarn from the door, the front door, all the way up to the back of the house to the room that I'd be sleeping in. And that if I got lost at any point during the night or had trouble when I got home finding the room, I could follow the yarn. And I, I just, I now, you know, I started remembering this yarn and I didn't, I wasn't embarrassed by it. He was mortified, you know, <laughs> that his mom had left this yarn and he thought it was hilarious and it was funny, but it's, you know, I didn't remember that, but that's, that was a shared experience for him, right? I, I came back, you know, even though he was probably embarrassed as a friend, I came back the next day, you know, or the next week or the next month. And I think that's also part of it too. You know, there are times when you're young, you feel like, oh my God, you're, you're mortified or you can't believe you went through that. Who would ever like me after that? But then these people come back and you're like, oh, you know, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why they, you know, they, they stick it out with you and sticking it out isn't, doesn't mean like, you know, you know, you go to jail or do time and your friends are still there. It's just like little things, right. those little paper cuts you feel that you think are so big, but you know, to somebody else, they're like, again, shared experience. I've yeah. been through something like that. I get that. I understand it. And you start to forge, you know, those bonds. Yeah. And I mean, let's get real. You can't possibly, you're talking about making friends and keeping friends. I, I think there's like a different, there are thing, people called acquaintances. There are people called... You know, it's not, it's friendly, it's friendly, you know, but it's not something that uh, um, you would put, you know, in the, in that basket of close, close friends. Mm -hmm. um, you can't possibly, as a person, have time in your life for a hundred really close friends. You'd spend your whole life texting people or, you know, you wouldn't be able to hit all the dinner parties. I mean, it just doesn't happen because we're very different people, unique people. And, and you meet people through things that you do, you know, getting out there, which I started talking about playing. You meet kids because you're playing, you're going to school, you're going to events. You're almost forced 
to be, you're forced to be around people. You might, as a kid, not particularly care for people, but you're going to be there with them. You're going to be at this and that and soccer and thrown into whatever you're thrown into now. And um, and there are all these people and somebody's going to fall from the crowd as, wow, we have, a, I like, I like her. Margo, at six years old, she has little friends now, little friends, mm-hmm. little girlfriends, you know, little friends. How cute, how cute that they're now starting to, a three-year-old pretty much doesn't talk about their friends, you know, because they're not, they're not involved that much. Yeah. Yeah. They talk about their parents. They, they talk about their parents. They talk about maybe their cat. They talk about stuff like that, yeah. you know, relatives usually that they're like, that they're around. So, you know, how easy it is to make friends. And then you go on to college, you meet college friends. Um, you know, I, I have to, once again, I don't have friends that I have kept would mostly be from work and school, a little bit from school. And yeah, just for different reasons. Some people, not only do they make a friend when they're young, they marry them. Yeah. You know, uh, my brother, um, the, those high school or grade school friendships that turn into romances that turn into marriages um that's an interesting thing i could how wonderful that must be to be with your best friend that turns into a romance yeah um i think that must be special yeah i think so too so so it happens at all ages for all different reasons so i yeah it's been uh something i've been thinking about a lot i think as i get you know into my i'm in my mid-40s and you know, I, I've really tried to make an effort to either reconnect with old friends or just really, you know, just touch base a lot with people as best I can. And, you know, that's the other thing, too. You also, um, you know, for better or worse, those friends, you know, may not be as receptive. Some of them, not all of them. But you know, the kind of the person you, you, you're thinking about a lot and you, you ping them or you call them and it may not get received. So I think also, too, just recognizing that person is also maybe at a different stage in their life. Sure. So don't take it personally, you know, just kind of move through and also kind of finding new things as we get older. You know, I can't, you know, I was joking around that we're, you know, this is a running race, so, but I'm not running anymore, you know? So you have to find new things to do with your friends as you get older because we're, you know, we're not doing what we did before. I'm not meeting people up, I'm not meeting uh, up with people for pickup basketball, you know, yeah. I'm meeting up with kids and friends and pools and the beach and, you know, wherever you can just mm-hmm. to kind of stay social and active. There was a, uh, it made me think of a um, documentary that I thought was really, really well done. Whether you're a fan or not of, of this comedian, Joan Rivers. Um, anyway, she did a documentary. I'm not sure what it's called. I saw it quite a long time ago. But she was she was in the back of a limousine and she was talking about her I don't know if he was her manager or what he was forever. Her manager. Was it her yeah. manager? Oh, you saw it? Mm-hmm. Isn't it good? Yeah. And she's, she had to let him go. Um, I, I don't know if he had some kind of substance problem or what the deal was, but it was, you know, time after time after time after time, which was really hard for her because they shared so much, you know, her whole career. Her She'd been with him forever. Well, one thing in particular that they shared that she brings up it were was memories of her deceased husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that was the big tie. Yeah, you know, it was uh, those stories that only he would have seen of her. Right. Of her husband. And she was saying that most a lot of her friends had passed on, 
So she said it's a really sad thing when you think about like, you know, elderly that have had these friends and all these that there's no one left that knows that was the hardest thing for her about not only getting older, but like having to make that decision because there are there's nobody left that knows your stories. You know, that you can share these, that you can laugh about something when something comes up and reminds you of that story. You know, um, um, you have to be careful about that, though. You don't want to live in your nothing but your past stories. Um, you know, even with your friends, you want to make new stories. Yeah, um, yeah. But you're right, though. There's something about also that that uh, that generation leaving. I, I think, you know, I don't know. I was just thinking recently my, my great aunt passed away. Uh just a, a few weeks ago. And, um, you know, that's, you know, I think she would have been, she was 95 when she passed. So that's kind of the last of that generation. So she was probably her last friend, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm sure people knew her, but you know, her great friendships, you know, maybe they had been long gone and yeah. And you don't know, let me tell you something. You do not know what that's like until it starts to happen. Yeah. You really don't. And it's, um, you know, those friends that, that it hits you, you know, it's like, you know, somebody just passed away again from my high school class and we go back to pre-first, pre-first, you know? So it's like, wow. I mean, you, you really think about it. Were we, did we hang out? Were we together in the last 50 years? No, no. But do we know a lot about each other. Yeah. No, I was thinking that, I think that down here, especially, I think that all the time is I'm often asked, how long, how long have you known that person? And usually, especially down here, the answer is, I, I don't know a time when I didn't know them. So I, I guess it's forever, you know, at least in my mind, you know, three, four, yeah. right? Yeah. Preschool, nursery school, maybe even before that. So when I think of, you know, people like Jim and John McQuillan, or, you know, Daryl Groon or, you know, Greg Lasavita, Joe Franco, these friends of mine that have just been around forever. I don't know. I don't know a time I didn't know them. Like, in fact, I have to be reminded of how long I knew them when I look at an old picture, mm-hmm. you know, from a birthday party mm-hmm. at McDonald's or wherever, you know, you took me, so whatever luxury birthday trip you took me to. So, <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, it was, uh, it's so interesting. I think those timeless relationships. Anyway, I was thinking a lot about Annabelle. Uh, she was my great aunt. She was my my father's aunt. Uh, she was born on Valentine's Day, 1928. Wow. So mm-hmm. was Eddie Dean. Oh, yeah. Another Ed- old friend. Yeah. Eddie Valentine Dean actually was his name. Yeah. She was, uh, she was the, uh, she ended up being a grandmother of eight and a great grandmother of seven. I hadn't seen her in a long time. I wrote her a letter when uh, Margot was born. And in the letter, I told her this story of how Margot got her name. And uh, Sarah and I, uh, before Margot was born, had agreed that if Margot looked like Sarah when she came out or was more familiar to Sarah, uh, we would call her Margot. That was a name that Sarah had always loved. And I loved the name too. So I thought that was wonderful. Um, but she wasn't, she wasn't married to it. So uh, I had suggested a family name and I had suggested Annabelle. Because that was, you know, dad's aunt and, you know, my grandfather's sister. And she also loved that. So we had agreed. Uh, and as you know, that Annabelle is known as Aunt Bunny. So that's what uh, that's what dad calls her and his sisters. And I called her as well, Aunt Bunny. So anyway, so Margot comes out of the womb. We show her and she is, oh my goodness. She looked like Sarah 
crying. She, she looked like Sarah as she cries. And we'd laugh about that. And so we knew right away it was going to be Margot. But uh, because we were we really loved Annabelle, uh, we call her Bunny. So that's that's Margot's nickname as a result of my Aunt Bunny. So anyway, I wanted to share that story. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. So anyway, yeah, but friendships, you know, friendships are, are, are really wonderful things. I think, you know, for different reasons with different people, you know, different everything, male friendships, female friendships, friendships with your kids, friendships with your family. Um, you can learn a lot from them. And I think the, you know, the advice I always give people is just, you know, stoke them, you know, stoke the fire, poke well, it every I now and again. I guess it's sort of if you want to have a friend, you have to be a friend. Exactly yeah. what I said. It's a it's a two-way street. So why do you think that people's friends can sometimes be so different from people's significant others? Um, well, I think sometimes... You opposites know, the f- attract? Opposites can attract. Um, you know, those friends, you know, even though they're good friends, you know, it doesn't mean you want to live with them. You know, there could be... You don't know. But people... But we do. Oh, you know, we do. But... Um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe that's a good lesson, actually. Maybe if we looked for, you know, more friendship attributes to start, you know, maybe that's part of what all these online dating services are about, you know, looking for the commonalities, the real things that, that, you know, sustain relationships, you know, not just the superficial, but I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Honestly. <laughs> well, and that's a wrap, folks. Thanks so much for joining us for the third episode. <laughs> I know. I don't know. But I do think it's fairly common. You know, I do think it's fairly common. I mean, you know, you hear a lot of people saying, oh, he's, you know, he or she is my best friend. But um, a lot of times, yeah. I mean, the people have found that friend where they have so much in common and like to do the same things. And not to say that other relationships don't work when people have nothing in common. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know, but I think if you look at a lot of, a lot of, if I look at a lot of my close friends, they have a lot of very similar qualities, you know, they're very, and the biggest quality, uh, the biggest uh, component is probably they're all very funny. They're all very funny. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Just for our audience, if you're listening to this episode and, you know, thinking about your own friends. What, what is it about your friends? You know, we'll, we'll, we're going to do a couple more reach outs and shout outs this, uh, this season. But, you know, what is it about your friends? What are those threads? What are those commonalities that you see? I would agree. Sense of humor. I have a lot of resilient friends. Resilience is a big thing, mm-hmm. you know, in, mm-hmm. in my circle. I, I always kind of joke around, you know, I, I, I have a lot of people I could call when things fall apart. And then the last thing I have too, which is not quite a friendship, but this is, I think is going to be a future episode for us is community. You know, what is, what does a community yeah. mean of yeah. people? Yeah. You can have community of friends, you can have community of parishioners, you can have communities of lots of things. Um, but I, I think a community is a really interesting thing. And uh, absolutely, that's something I think is really missing these days mm-hmm. is, a, is a community. How do you build that? So, well, we've got lots to talk about in the coming episodes Friends, communities. Yeah. Speaking the same language. I mean, I, I don't. I, to me, it, it's so clear that there are certain people when they t- speak, you know exactly what they're, you know where they're going, you know what they're saying, you know where they're probably what they're going to say next. Oh, totally. You know it. Um, and then other people are talking. It's like Greek. 
and you find yourself saying, I'm sorry, could you say that again? Um, I, I didn't get that. Yeah, two different languages. Two different languages, yeah. how we could all speak. So if somebody's speaking a different language where it's hard, it's a little more of a struggle. Yeah. It's just more of a struggle. Yeah, I struggle with you every day. I figured you did. You might as well be speaking Chinese. <laughs> You struggle, huh? I do struggle. I'm going to struggle you. Well, I'm going to struggle you. Yeah, <laughs> strangle and struggle, both in the same. Anyway, well, we are um, we are very happy to be back. As you know and may remember, you can find this episode and past episodes on our website at 12poundpodcast.com. Uh, we are going to be back next week with another episode for you to uh, listen to. We are so excited to be sharing these uh, with all of our friends and our listeners. So thanks for tuning in. Mom, thanks as always. You're welcome, Robert. We're on it. We're on it. Yes. I'm feeling I got a, I got a Wawa pinwheel. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> Great stories. Yep. All right. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.